This episode is brought to you by Marge's Talent for Dames, the premier talent agency for aspiring starlets. You want to make it in showbiz toots? I can provide you the unique training needed to make it in this industry as a young lady. I've been in the business for 80 years, and I know all the tricks from how to use a roast beef sandwich to trick your producer in a dark room, where to find the opium dens with the most Oscar-winning directors, and more. Located in East Atlanta between two abandoned American delis, we are located next to the dumpster in the back alley, open every other day between 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. for me to verbally assault you while I smoke three cigarettes at the same time. Sign up now to get free in-house liquor your first 30 days. Talent for Dames is brought to you in part by Margie's Hollywood Escorts. Looking for a little piece of arm candy? We got little... (laughs) We got girls of every size and flavor to sweeten your night. Give us a call at 1-800-SHOWTIME. <laughs> she would have had you didn't <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. Oh, god. god. Ah. god I'm just dying as Hey, we appreciate you tuning in today. I'm Chris, and I have Zach here with me. Click that subscribe button for a new episode every Monday. Our special guest today is Kathy. Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Kathy. I'm so excited to Kathy, be here. Kathy, I'm still, I'm still laughing. We need a soundboard for this podcast so we can just hit that. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Do it. Do it. Do it. Chrome Dome Radio. That is the stupidest sound, and I love it so much. There's nothing better than that stupid sound. Have you had any sound. training before? Training for like, what? Like acting training? Acting training? No, I just, when I was a kid, I would spend a lot of time alone in my room, and I would just, <laughs> I would just do voices to entertain myself. Because that was really good. That, that was, was hilarious. That is legit the exact same way I got good at it. <laughs> you suck at it. What? No, I'm kidding. Come on. <laughs> We, I did my walk-in. Right? No, that was really good. Do your walk-in. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. You told, I'm offended now. My favorite walk-in thing is on, there was, this was an episode of Modern Family, but he told a joke about Christopher Walken. He was like, about Christopher Walken. He was like, you can put your clothes in me, Christopher Walken closet. <laughs> you can put your clothes in me. Ah, oh, that's good an, for you. Good that is an impression you. and a pun. I you. love that. <laughs> All right, let's get to the weekly wrap up. The FBI mysteriously shuts down a New Mexico solar observatory without any explanation. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop eggs are under fire. Zero gravity gravity champagne has been invented. The Pink Panthers coffee shop changes their barista's wardrobe due to local pressure. Did you guys hear about that? I heard about it because you told me about it an hour ago. So a California coffee house changed. They were basically pressured to change their wardrobe because basically the concept of this coffee shop was that they it's called Pink Panthers with a Z, by the way. Pink Panthers. So classy. Could be a coffee shop or a strip club. You never know. That's the thing. The concept was that they would serve coffee. Uh-huh. And they their baristas would be scandally clad oh. in bikinis and in lingerie, basically. So it's it's Hooters with coffee. Yes, exactly. All right. Uh, now I wanted to read some of this article because it's actually kind of interesting. Like the the what basically happened. You wouldn't think this would happen in California because they're I guess like notoriously laid back. 
pulled mm-hmm. up the wrong article. I don't but, know about you, but that's the only way I want my coffee. It's served to me. Isn't by that a such a great idea? <laughs> yeah, like like what's what else is going to get you jacked up at first thing in the morning? Well, if they bring g- grapes as well. Grapes? Why grapes? Because and I'm on a couch and like so a you're row. like Bacchus and they're like yeah, feeding exactly. you the grapes. That's from a, the that's vine. all I was thinking. Just <laughs> yes. So they have a few locations: one in Modesto, one in Fresno, Fresno, one in Fremont, and uh, it looks like the owner is Jose Carmona. And uh, he wasn't expecting the backlash. And not only did he now, <laughs> not only was he basically convinced to do it. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like such a great plan. I mean, it, it is, though. I like it. Why is this, yeah. why is this I mean, Mexican do you, do you, guy so got such a white So it's being shut down for, for health reasons? It's not being shut down. They're changing oh. the wardrobe. Because uh, hashtag me too. You think that's why? I mean, how do you feel yeah, about it's, it? it's Why they're changing it? I don't wait. So it's not being shut down. They're no, just it's not being shut wardrobe. down. They just have to change. the. Do wardrobe. you feel exploited? I think if it's it's the woman's choice, if they want to dress that way and kind of be in that kind of environment and work that job, then that's totally up to them. I agree. But wait, I think that sex workers get way too much flack. But you know what? Not I, saying that they're sex workers. What really but. bothers me is I can't apply to there and get a job serving men coffee. <laughs> do you want do you want that job? Well, now that I can't have it. <laughs> So not only do they have to change their wardrobe, but they also changed the menu. So an item that was called the J-dropper has been changed to the panty dropper. Question. Wait, what does J-dropper mean? What it's is been, J-dropper? It's, it's been changed to the panty it's dropper. It's been changed. Why was... I, I messed what? that up. Why I messed that up. All right, all right. It was. It, I'm sorry. I was like, I, I got. I when I read it, I was like, panty dropper sounds worse. Well, yeah, that's it what I was, was thinking. It was the panty dropper. Now, now it's, it's the, the J dropper. What What's does the J, J dropper? stand for? Missy, we don't know these things. Jumpers, jumpers, jeans, jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That that'll get them. <laughs> the check the this sexiest out. thing on the market. A drink dropper. The drink formerly known. Um, as uh, the drink formerly known as threesome is now called the triple threat. I okay, okay, and, and then and that's it. So now, so now, basically, they're going to continue with business, but they are no longer going to wear their bikinis and their lingerie. They are now going to basically dress somewhat like um, like a Hooters uh, waitress. They're going to wear tight tank so like tops, and, tops and yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's still not too bad. No, I guess not. I'll still go there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. Like, just don't go. Uh, well, the big deal is that they want to control behavior. And they don't want you to go to random coffee shops to get excited about the female form. Because, you know, coffee is a sacred thing. And you don't want to, like, de- demean the uh, daily ritual of somebody that has the power to say, hey, you can't do that. That's my take on it. So is this general public sentiment that is causing them to change their ways, or is it a certain group that was like... There's no way it's general public sentiment. It's three three pissed off people that have the right connections. That's it. It's three pissed off people who have made 10 fake accounts online and are just commenting on everything that's going on. Bots. Hundreds of bots. (laughs) So... Is it exploitation or is it celebration? Both. Yeah. Why can't it be both? I'm just asking. I don't know. I can celebrate the fact that people are being exploited. Makes me a jerk, but I can do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can so, s- does that mean in these towns, like, they don't have strip clubs? 
there there is well some... they used to have strip clubs but they turned into uh put on clothes clubs because <laughs> in atlanta you can go to a fully nude strip club but i know some places uh, my friend is from utah and in salt lake city you're not allowed to be fully nude so they had strip clubs where um the dancers would wear like basically bikinis so they had pretty full coverage um you can't even show top no what mormons yeah See, George... Because the female nipple is evil. And so you cannot show that it's on It's definitely not a, a life-giving source of nutrition. You can show whatever the heck you want in Georgia. See, yeah. New York, New York, you can't take off the bottoms. New York, you can't? You know. Yeah. That's a weird... I know. I thought you guys were supposed to be liberal and free up there. And the, you know, a woman is free to do with her body what she wishes. That is strange. Oh, because fair, I had some friends that point. went to a male strip club in New York and the strippers would literally come up to them and there was one stripper who was well known because he had a really but he had a go on large johnson he had he had a really large johnson when soft and so his whole, monster. so his whole thing was that he would be in the strip club and he would walk around to ladies and be like hey you want to touch it it's soft and like that was his whole thing so it's, it's soft yeah like you he want to touch he, it he wasn't, touch it? he wasn't erect and so it's wild to me that they can do that, but women can't be bottomless in like a strip club in New York. That's so weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a soft penis isn't really all that offensive, right? It's, I mean, it's it's non-threatening. It's kind of funny looking. I mean, and if it's just large, like that's large and soft, it's just kind of comical, I would think. I mean, you can kind of just like flop it around. Just the windmill. <laughs> do the helicopter. Do the helicopter. <laughs> All right, uh, this is probably a good time to mention this in the center of the table here is our swear jar. We mentioned on last episode that we are going to institute the swear jar, and we're going to we're going to donate this money. You have to remind me what charity, though. Fight for the forgotten. So if we say a curse word, and we actually have the list in here, we're not going to read the list, but it's in here of uh, words that no, no words that we're not going to say. The naughty things that Zach yes. and I are not going to say. This only applies to Zach and I. Kathy is free to say what. Ever you please. Yes. I am a guest, so that's I'm allowed how, to do whatever the fuck I want. That's, that's how she trips everyone up. <laughs> yeah. Kathy brought up a good point. She's like, guests should be able to say no-no words because it might get us to slip. That's true, and we're here to set a better example for our guests. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just here to like fucking make a mess because I'm here for charity. You know, I care about the troops. I care about people, and so I'm just here for charity. See, so I'm going to say whatever the fuck I want. I've been wondering about this. Like, is it selfish that we, you and I don't curse now because all of this money is going to charity? No, it's not it's, selfish at all. It's not selfish? No. I mean, because, it, you know, we're, we're denying money to charity by keeping our language clean. Oh. When you know you want to curse, you know you want to say it. So what? I, I think in one way, because this is seen as a punishment... And it's a punishment for you to donate to charity. It is kind of, it's kind of messed up, right? So should we not donate it to charity? No, we have to donate it to charity. Don't be a fucking dunce. Hey! Dollar number one. All right. There it goes. All right. So now we're on. This will be a good topic to see how we get through this. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow's goop eggs are under fire. Did you hear about this? What are you talking about? Do you know about goop? Have you heard of goop first off? I mean, I've heard the word, but what? uh, No, I don't. In this context, I have no idea what's going on. 
Um, so Gwyneth Paltrow started her own company. I don't know how long ago this was, but it's a lifestyle publication. She has a website. She sells products. Is it she called writes. Goop? It's called Goop. She I feel like I need to put another dollar in the jar every time I say Goop. <laughs> she Go. sells products. She writes blog posts. It's all about wellness for women, basically. Okay. And um, within the past like week and a half or so, she had to pay out a $145,000 settlement um, because she was selling these vaginal jade eggs on her website. <laughs> I know. Wait. So wait, they, wait. So so these these eggs. So they're 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 eggs. They're literally egg shaped. They're made out of jade supposedly. And um, are they good for you? On the <laughs> on the website, they're advertised they were good for me. as being able to balance your hormones, um, increase your bladder control, like all these different health benefits. And <laughs> basically, what you're supposed to do is stick it up your vagine, and then you go to sleep. <laughs> And then you just sleep with that egg up there, and it's just it's just um, incubating in there. And <laughs> basically, she got in trouble because she was saying it has all these health benefits, like it balanced your hormones and does all these things. But and it does none of those. It things. doesn't. It does none of those things. You cannot claim that something balances your hormones like that. It's a, literally a stone that you're sticking inside of you. It does nothing to balance your hormones. And then there was a gynecologist who was kind of speaking out against her, saying that you know. Also, jade is porous. So if you're sticking it up your vagine and you're letting it sit there overnight, it is just collecting bacteria. Oh <laughs> it is, no. It is not it is not healthy. And so they were they got under fire. But because- hey, once you take it out, you can throw it in a glass of water and you got a probiotic. <laughs> so wait, it's just it's <laughs> it's absorbing. It's doing more absorbing than it is releasing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Wait. It- I mean, I but think, that's a good thing, right? It's sixty six dollars. First off, whoa! It costs sixty six dollars for you to get toxic shock six cents. <laughs> oh, it's a demon egg. It's taking all the negative energy out of the body. Yes, it pulls out all the negative energy from your body, and then and then after a night, you lay the egg, you incubate it for eight days, and then a demon hatches. Lord just emerges from the egg. <laughs> Here to bring about the apocalypse. The streets will flow with the blood of the non-believers. <laughs> oh no! But can we, I just, can we I, uh, intersperse some Lamb of God like on this in post? <laughs> like just. <laughs> so so, but why why so? What specifically did she say that was actually at the point of being able to press charge? Somebody sued her, right? Yeah, it's because of the health benefits that she was touting. Because there's no scientific. Um, evidence, not FDA approved. There's no evidence to say that it balances your hormones. So can you the balancing of hormones? I think was the major thing. You know what's really funny is like some things can get away with this and some things can't. That's well, what I'm. That's what Gwyneth Paltrow at. can get away with any anything. Well, no, apparently not this. <laughs> nah, she got sued. No, for, because, because that. Wait, how much that she headline get sued for? was just like a blip in the media. Yo, how much she get sued for though? She paid out 145 grand. That's nothing. She really get, she, what not does she much. make for per film? It's like 10 million. Wait, no, not anymore. What, if, look up. What does she make for a film? Goop itself is like a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. So it's nothing. So she's Oprah. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? She could kill somebody and get away with it. Like Laura Bush. What? <laughs> what? Wait, you don't know? Remember about that? No. What Laura Bush killed about? a guy. What? She hit him in a car. Vehicular homicide. Wait, is this real? Yeah, it's really happened. Yeah. But she didn't, she didn't do it intentionally. I mean, Vehicu- at least she manslaughter. proved that in court. It wasn't no. It was no. It was no crime at all. It was an accident ruled. But yeah. that's actually the best way to get away with a murder if you want to just hit a random dude on the street, especially in New York. 
like chalk it up to an accident thousands of people die per year in new york city from just getting hit by cars because they're jaywalking because why wouldn't you they're pretty strict about giving tickets out for jaywalking in new york too yeah so whenever you're whenever you're walking in the street in new york you get hit by a car that's the best way to get away with murder Gwyneth Paltrow earned nineteen million in twenty fourteen. Yes, it's absolutely <laughs> just off of films, or is that from Doesn't everything? Say, just uh, what her earnings are. It's tough to see per film what she's making. It's got to be like four or five million, though. Pro- at least she's probably at the status of not necessarily getting paid a flat fee on her movies. She's yeah. probably getting royalties, so it's mm-hmm. tough to say. Goop's been around since I probably the late two thousands. I don't know exactly when they were founded. Hmm. Um, but they've been around for a minute. Are we still doing the weekly wrap-up thing? Because I really, really want to talk about Elon Musk. Yeah, go for it. I'm just saying, like, they, uh, we touched on this last week when we were talking about the, the Joe Rogan podcast that he was on. But, I mean, that guy is a legit super genius. And he was on just a long-form conversation. He was on for three hours. And, I mean, he smoked pot, which is what everybody's talking about. But if you actually listen to what he's saying in the podcast it's mind-blowing like every like he goes off on his boring company which is a a funny name for a company that's actually building giant underground tunnels that will alleviate la traffic and possibly a bunch of other stuff but it was really funny because he was talking about the stage that he was in uh with the uh in the development of the thing and all he's done is just dug a mile long hole it was just like yeah, it's just a bit this Kathy? i heard about the tunnels i don't i'm not a fan of elon musk though why not why um do you remember when those thai soccer kids got stuck in that cave yeah and he called the guy a pedophile yeah he called the pe- guy a pedophile and he built that submarine well that was like six feet i should think that's such a douchebag move. Well, to be fair that guy's probably a pedophile what i mean why would elon musk say it if, if it's not true because everything <laughs> elon musk says is is fact. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a super genius, and I'm an idiot, so <laughs> I I have to assume that he knows something I don't. I think what honestly creeped me out a little bit about the Elon Musk interview was people drawing parallels to the conversation that Alex Jones had with Joe Rogan about AI, about AI, and so basically, you know who Alex Jones is? Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know Alex Jones, I don't know how you don't know because he's I been in I take plenty news. of his brain active supplements. It's how I keep sharp. <laughs> the guy. We've talked about him at least in two or three other episodes at this point. But he's such you know, an interesting character. He, he runs InfoWars yeah. and, and he talks about a lot of conspiracy theories and he's super energetic and he spits out 90% crap, but we were, we were saying like 10% of it ends up being correct. And yeah. 90% of what he was saying in this uh, podcast with Joe Rogan was about AI. And yeah. we saw they, somebody compiled a video of Alex Jones side by side with uh, Elon Musk, and they were saying a lot of the same they stuff. They were saying the same stuff. And, but the, the difference between the two of them is Alex the Jones, the delivery was entirely different. Alex Jones, first of all, I think he was the high on this podcast. Person I've ever yeah. seen in my life. They were smoking, so he was already a little bit, you know, out of his mind a little bit, but he's super energetic, so he's doing his, blah, 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 you know, like, like demon like, pedophiles yeah. all over the, Wait, in the next get, dimension. Frogs and, you know. Did they get Alex Jones high on weed for this yeah, podcast? for the podcast, for Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, he, podcast three hours long? He's, yeah. He smoked it and was like, this is tobacco, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's tobacco, right? Yeah. But then you get yeah. to Elon Musk, and he's delivering almost the same message, yeah. but in a... Calm, in quiet, super calm. Not composed. only just calm, somewhat like so worried to the point where he's just given up. Just deadpan Wait, and emotionless. Dead, that AI is going to take over, and we are going to lose 
consciousness so not lose consciousness but lose the ability to have free thought because the machines well that was more that was more alex jones than that was elon musk elon musk was talking about possibly the best ways it could go the best way it could go according to elon musk is if we develop a neural link between man and machine because as he described it your thought process is basically controlled by your limbic system and you have a cortex, which is your higher higher thinking part of your brain is mm-hmm. your, your prefrontal cortex. That's where you do all of your rational thought. And a lot of people think that that's the part of your brain that's in charge. And it's not really. It's uh, it's more like I've heard it described this way. It's the uh, it's a man riding an elephant. The mm-hmm. elephant is your limbic system. It does whatever the hell it wants. And the uh, limbic system, you know, it, it reacts to like visual and, you know, uh, physical stimuli. It, it goes after what it feels for. And the prefrontal cortex, it kind of just decides what it's going to go after, like as as influenced by the elephant that it's riding. So what uh, Elon was saying is you need that is AI represents a third layer on top of the elephant and the uh, the rider it, it, and it this is a, a layer that would be able to beam infinite amounts of information onto it and he said right now the bandwidth for this information that you can receive from the AI is so very small it's like a little bit of a straw and what he's trying to plan on uh, doing is make that straw into like a raging river filled with data that you can actually absorb and obtain and that and what was really mind blowing about this conversation to me is he like, yeah, we should have something to announce in about uh, six months. Six months. Six months. He's like, some, it's at least a magnitude, an order of magnitude better than what we have right now. I'm like, ah, what? And it's like the guy says all these things like so casually, like I'm just going to revolutionize travel underneath L.A. Like, Wah. yeah, that's what was getting me is how. He says, he says things in such a nonchalant way that you're like, whoa, where is this guy right now? Like, you know, you know yeah. what made me laugh is Joe Rogan asked him, he's like, so when you decide to build tunnels in one of the biggest cities in the world, yeah, like who do you, who take do you go to? And he's like, oh, it's actually really easy. Oh, you just got to get a permit to dig a hole. Really Nobody really easy. asks you why you want to dig the hole. You just, <laughs> you just go and start digging holes. It's just a pit. It's better, a big hole in the ground is better than no hole in the ground. That's what he said. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wait, is that really what he said? That's exactly what he said. is better than no hole in the ground. He's like, and I just, I took a guy over to inspect the pit, and I was like, yep, it's just a pit. <laughs> He's got this giant hole in the ground. These psychos trying to build, like, and what's great too is then he he describes it. He's like, I'm not trying to convince you that it'll work. I'm not trying to tell anybody that I'm sure it's going to work, but I think it'll work. And I'm like, ah! you just asked for permission to dig one hole, and then you don't tell them you're going to dig the hole in other directions. <laughs> what's funny? What's funny about that though is like, then people word got out that yeah. he about what he was doing, and a bunch of people asked him to dig holes all over the planet, and he's like, and we said yes in a couple of cases. <laughs> and I'm sitting here thinking, like, I like this guy's so interesting on one hand because he's such a genius. Like, I mean, the guy is sending like Teslas into space. He, he's got this company where he's bored and he's not worried about the seismic activity at all uh, underneath uh, underneath LA. He's like, yes, that's more more of a surface phenomenon than anything else. It's like being under the water during big waves. You don't you don't really notice the earthquakes under the earth. I'm like, I, how 
doesn't that doesn't make sense, man. I also want to say that I really appreciate that your impression of Elon Musk is a mix of Morgan Freeman and an announcer from the twenties. I'm really just trying to do Elon Musk because I'm actually talking way faster than he does because he's just yeah. It's a lot. I heard a little Doctor Evil in there. Uh, Doctor Evil in there. It's too. a lot of dead air. Yeah, it is kind of Doctor Evil because he is a bit of a supervillain. He has the supervillain laugh, which honestly I think is the most endearing thing about. Oh, him. his laugh, laugh is funny. I've never ha, heard him ha, laugh. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> like he pronounces every ha. Yeah, yeah like, ha ha ha. My favorite thing that, about the whole uh, he podcast. He pronounces the ha's. <laughs> my favorite thing about the whole podcast is Joe uh, asks him. He's like. So how much uh, credence do you give to the flat earth theory? And immediately he's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> ha ha ha. And I'm like, that guy is a super villain. Like he's tricking everybody into thinking he's the good guy. And this is actually Lex Luthor. You, you don't want to mess with this. Dude. He's basically Tony Stark without any of the charisma. Yeah. <laughs> Exa- that's 100% it. <laughs> yeah. And I forgot about this, but he was in Iron Man 1. What? Wait, he, he was? Yeah. He, he had a real brief cameo, and he was like, I want to talk to you about that project. And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you, Elon. I don't like, even, he's, like, he's I too big for Elon Musk. I have to rewatch it now, because I... Yeah, I, re- I recently rewatched this and, like, saw that part in it. And, uh, oh, no, it was not Iron Man 1. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm misquoting. It's uh, Iron Man 2. Regardless, oh, I don't remember that. It happened. Yeah. Hmm, I believe we'll you. Look it up. Um, but... Yeah, no, there was a few things that I found really fascinating. One was uh, this part where Joe was talking about a dream that he had to Elon because he was like, what if there was a million Nikolai Teslas back in the day? I've had this dream a couple of times. And, you know, he was just saying like, he was like, what would that be like if there were a million like geniuses? And Elon Musk was like, oh, that'd probably be pretty great. Like there's a lot of... (laughs) lot of uh scientific exploration and uh innovation all at once no he's like actually speaking he's saying what elon musk said with the same delivery that's how he said but then but then he goes but then he's sitting there like not sure a lot of people would like to be me yeah and and he's like what do you mean he's like this is after he had gotten high on the podcast yeah it's like an endless explosion (laughs) never ending just, and I, I'm sitting there going like, wow, this guy's head just must be so filled with like just crazy ideas all yeah. the time. And then they got into his childhood. Like he's, he used to think that there was something wrong with him when he was a kid and that they were going to lock him away because he had so many ideas. He knew that he was just like several degrees off from the rest of the human race. And, I'm actually, and it actually reminded me of this other interview I heard with a guy named Walter O'Brien. And this guy's kind of controversial because he makes a lot of claims that he doesn't necessarily have the data to back up. But this guy runs a, uh, a think tank filled with geniuses. And they, and it's if you want to look this up, it's called concierge And basically, they grant wishes. <laughs> They're a consulting company that grants wishes. They just have like a, a, a staff filled with geniuses. Whoever rubs the lamp. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm 100. If you can afford the fee they'll like solve their problem solve a problem so what's like a really wild thing that they they did so a father came to the company and his son was very well off and the uh the son was marrying a woman who the father knew was a gold digging um what's a gold digger she was she was a lady a lady of the evening that was uh (laughs) That was not in. That was did not, not have. She's a gold digger, but she's not messing with no broke person. Yes, <laughs> yes. I feel like that should have rhymed. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> so uh, they actually hired this company, and a guy from this company infiltrated the son's life, became his best friend, <laughs> and then... Whoa, really? What? Yeah. No, I'm 100% serious. And then... Um, he he gave this guy like some advice and was like yo man i and he he it, he ended up spying on the chick and found out that she was like shooting text messages to like another guy and he he fa- he broke it to the the son long story short long story short the guy like broke it to his son and it like ended the friendship but at the same time um he found out that his wife was like double dealing on him and uh, then he broke up with the the girl. It wasn't his wife. It was his girlfriend, fiance at the time. And he broke up with her before they got married. And th- thus the family fortune was saved. And then the father broke the news to him that he had hired the guy to uh, like solve the problem. And he was really mad at first, but he was also thankful at the same time. So they reconciled and he like vowed to like take his father's advice from that point forward. And that's just... One example. What's uh, another? It's int- crazy. What kind of wish is that? It's. I mean, it's. I want my son to feel very betrayed in every sense of the it's word. It's a. It's a. All right. I wish that my child marries a woman that's going to make him happy. What's wrong with that? Now, nothing. But what's wrong with the Best way friend. that they, you know, they made it happen? It's a little. But I mean, is that not like the cold, calculating logic of a of a like person with a an IQ of over one hundred and fifty? That reminds me of the shit that, like, the Church of Scientology does. Yeah. I was watching a documentary about it, and they, um, there was a, um, a person who was against Scientology. And so... It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. But they had publicly speaking out against... Uh, so they got sued. Scientology. And so the Church of Scientology planted someone in their life, became roommates with this person, Whoa. and was secretly spying on those on them this entire time now that i've said this on this podcast and it's on the internet they're gonna start following me they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come after me they're already on you (laughs) but they like literally planted someone to be this person's roommate and spy on them wow creepy wait what document was this on netflix i don't remember going clear (laughs) might have been going clear i've not seen going clear but that's apparently like the very best one there's yeah there's a lot of stuff in that one so the other thing i was thinking though was once i had this idea i was like million geniuses i was like wait a second what defines genius it's your iq over 135 i was like what how much of the population of that turns out it's about two percent so in america alone there's about 6.5 million geniuses and then there's uh and then if you take like extrapolate from the world over it's something like 152 million geniuses but that's you know give or take like 30 million because some of those are children some of those are elderly and they're on their way out so 150 million geniuses in the world today and then i was thinking well, they haven't been able to really get their point of view across, right? Until right now, because now they have the internet. And now you have 150 million people that are on a wavelength that's just way above what you and I are thinking at. And they're, for the first time in world history, uh, able to communicate with each other and communicate these ideas and actually find a group that they fit into. Because usually, if there's one person out of 100 and he's way smarter than everybody else the 99 are gonna be like man i don't like this guy i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take him seriously get outcasted exactly and he becomes a pariah and this is actually a big problem with uh child prodigies because they feel alienated and they can't you know fit in i mean what's it like to be thinking at like a phd level if you're in the fourth grade 
I think I think because people are so into this tribe mentality that if you don't fit into the tribe, if you're not one of us, then you're just out. But that's the thing. Like, what if you're the tribe member that's dragging your clan out of the caves and into the like apartment buildings? Like, it, you you understand what I'm saying, though? It's like there's these certain individuals, like like Elon Musk, who are just pushing innovation like farther and farther. And yeah, it is scary with the, especially with the example of AI, because as he was putting it. We're collectively programming this artificial intelligence, and it's our id writ large. It's the entire internet is slowly learning what it is that we hate, fear, love. Like, what was that? I don't know. I think that camera shut off. Whatever. Anyway, but that's, uh, you know, it's that's what we're doing is we're, as a group, like projecting our limbic system onto like this massive intelligence that we're not going to be able to control within a few short years because it's going to grow beyond us that's why i always think that i think that technology is advancing at such an incredible rate but it's not sustainable because so many people are just not ready for it hmm but I mean, do you not think that there are pockets of people that are ready for it? Because that's this. You could argue that this is the same sort of thing that happened uh, when the pinning, printing press was invented. Mm-hmm. The printing press, like all of a sudden, ideas are accessible all over the the world because right. I can write a book, and now I can distribute this book in mass. Right. And uh, Chris is distracting himself, <laughs> losing my train of thought. But you know, now with the internet, it's like the same thing, but it's just all over the place you know it's an explosion of media right we can now because we had uh like a like a very expressive form of communication with like face-to-face talk right right and i could pass down a story to you and or my entire tribe and everybody would remember that story and pass it down almost verbatim for we don't even know how long Right. But that's how oral histories work. There was very little change over generations. Mm-hmm. Then we be able we developed the written word, and now it's like our thumbs, and that that's an, a narrower sort of communication because it's just text. It's yeah. no, it's no longer. You don't get my mannerisms and my uh, my facial expressions and right. the emotion behind what I'm saying. You're developing your own interpretation to it. Right. So it's we we narrowed our, the level of information that we can transmit, but we can transmit it to more people. Right. Now with the internet, with visual media, we have widened that bandwidth back up again, and we're transmitting it to even more people than we were with the written word. So the social effect of this thing is going to be—it's unheard of. We're just now scratching the surface of it and a lot of people are trying to just dilute it with lies and it's hard now to tell what the truth versus a lie is yeah my um freaking out (laughs) yeah and i think there is not enough you know awareness to that on how sorry i've had a couple shots (laughs) there's not a lot there's not a lot of awareness of how to discern the truth from a lie on the internet my mom for the longest time thought that anything that she found on Google had to be true because it was on the internet. So yeah. she would be taking these weird-ass supplements and being like, well, I saw oh. it on Google. It's f- good for your health. And I'm like, no, Mom. Yeah, but didn't people do the same thing with the TV? Yeah. Yeah. yeah if it, it's, so what's the difference? 
well, the difference is that it's more people and it's weirder ideas because at least the TV, you had a bit of a filter. There was a, a bit of a filter on what sort of ideas could be displayed to people. Right. And now, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't put hentai on TV, you know, right. not all over the planet. <laughs> Why are you laughing? This <laughs> is a weird example to bring up. I'm just saying. This is one weird example of the podcast. He yeah, has only a, one. He has at least one every episode. Only one. Yeah. Well, I can say that this podcast is staying securely on the rails. No, but you did you did have some filters when you came to TV because the networks were um, generally kind of um, <laughs> the networks are kind of vetting what you were putting on the air. But right. whereas the internet, you can post whatever you want. You can go on Facebook. You can go open up like a blog. And do say whatever you want. Anything. Anything. <laughs> you can start a podcast and film it and put it on YouTube or DTube or wherever the fuck this is. Yeah. It's and, on both. And say whatever the fuck you want. That's the beauty in it though. Yeah. It's you cuz cuz you the, the problem that I have with what you just listening to radio is that a lot of that is not only can they not only are they censored but they are also somewhat not even somewhat. They are told what to say. Yeah. yeah. And they have to follow a format. Yeah. See, self-censorship yeah. is fine. It's when your voice becomes inauthentic, that's what's really a big problem. Yeah. Like yeah. if you're li- if you're saying things that you know are lies, you know, or, or if you're saying things that aren't yours, which is a sort of the same that's thing. That's what it, it's not necessarily a lie. It's just not yours. I think it is a lie. It is. Okay. It, it, it's because you're presenting it as if it is yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time I was quoting Elon Musk in this podcast, I said, I'm quoting Elon Musk. Yeah. You did a different voice. I did. I said this. Well, they were, I was, <laughs> you know, like the, lo- the local radio station, I won't even say what it is. 96 Rock. It used to be. <laughs> Wait, I don't know anymore. They had, they had, they had, they had a, the radio. they had a morning show and uh, they even said. Every, the regular guys. Yeah, but that whole thing fell apart. So it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not called the regular guys anymore, but they said that like a lot of, so you could even hear like a lot of what they were doing, they were playing characters, but they would, Mm -hmm. they would say that it was them and it was their lifestyle and it's who they are. But then it came out later on like, look, this isn't us. We're just, we're just playing a character. It is what it is. And it. I didn't want to hear that. I was like, oh, well, none yeah, of this is yeah. real. You're just Flash putting shattered. on it. You're, yeah. They broke kayfabe. That's like, that's like pro wrestling in the 1960s. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, if you like, have you ever seen that, uh, that video of, uh, the reporter that, uh, gets Dave Schultz on the mic and he's like, I think it's baloney. And Dave Schultz slaps this man. <laughs> And all of a sudden, this guy realizes, wait, this is a six foot eight giant that's wanting to kick the crap out of me. Oh, we need more slapping on TV. <laughs> I mean, like, I just feel for this guy because, like, Dave Schultz is a scary dude, and he's he's just he's like, you know what? I, I think how's that feel? That's an open hand slap. It was like, oh god, run, run, you idiots! <laughs> <laughs> this guy will kill you. <laughs> I mean, and that's that's the whole thing. Like, they were protecting the business. Right. They, they weren't uh, yeah. they were putting on a character like it was fun they, you know you didn't want to know that Andre the Giant is actually like a you know bone disease ridden like old man you wanted to see him body slam Hulk Hogan it was that was more fun that way yeah you know I just I love the idea that you brought up that we need more slapping on TV <laughs> it, it would solve a lot of things I would, people would be so a lot more polite <laughs> just think think of how people would speak differently if the fear of getting slapped in the face was there mm-hmm. oh for sure you like at any point you might get slapped in the face yeah i don't like it because Beniqua was being mean to me <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Oh! <laughs> I should have said that. That's a bad example, though. I have though. instant regret. <laughs> That's a bad example, though, because that, that would probably happen on that show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, it probably would. It would sell a lot, too, like mm-hmm. we said last time. Yeah. I, I'm telling... Like, I... I, I actually meant to bring this up the last uh, episode because I have a specific friend whom I will not name, but she is a national treasure and her Facebook posts are just so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like because she airs out all the dirty laundry between her and people she meets on the street and has a problem with or her and her ex-boyfriend and her baby daddy. And it is just and I have like commented on her posts before. So I, I hope. Why do you do girl, that? I, because. I appreciate. I didn't say anything mean. Oh, I all I did was like, girl, like this. This is the best thing I've read all day. Like, <laughs> and, and this is better than Ozark. And yeah. she's, you know, she even uh, she even admitted it. She was like, yo, I know y'all just hang out on my thread to listen to my ratchet. <laughs> my You're just ratchet here for stories. the drama and the tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm and I'm like, I mean, you're damn right. Like. It's you just be, too... You gotta be grateful for people like that. It's like, Absolutely. You know, I just recently cut cable, and so I'm missing some of the trauma in my life, mm-hmm. and so your Facebook feed... Did you replace it with anything? I just stream things online. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, well, do you have any services like Legally. Netflix? Like, um, none of them are accounts that I actually pay for, but I have Hulu, Netflix, oh. HBO. I who have you, everything. Who you... Who you uh, I have YouTube TV, where, where too. You, how are you... Kathy, where are you getting that from? Where am I getting it from? Yeah. Um, so I have one service that was like a dude that I dated like yeah. a year ago and I still have the login <laughs> for. And then um, I use my sister a lot for a lot of the things that she pays for. Okay. So the sister is uh, like that. You should dump the, the dude service. That's no. Hey, that's why? Leeching. Hey, why not? Why? Why it's leeching. Not? Why? But he doesn't know. Yeah. Wait. He doesn't? I don't know. <laughs> What's his name? He logs, he logs in He's one time. He's about to know. Logged in one time and never logged out, and I'm not gonna say anything about it. <laughs> what, is it on your TV or your yeah, computer? It's on my TV. <laughs> you know what you should do is like forgot your password and put your email, <laughs> and now he can't access. Oh my something. goodness gracious! Go to account settings. Yeah, if you're just it. if you're just going like straight like I hate this guy now. <laughs> no, it's fine. He gave me lots of movies to watch, so it's cool. Good guy. Good yeah. guy. I'm not talking about OVA, are we? No. Okay. <laughs> Does he watch the show? I don't know. I don't think I don't, so. I don't think so. He Probably hasn't talked not. to me about it. I'll add him at this episode. Just force him. Force him to watch yeah. it. So you have him on. He's an interesting dude. Dude, he's so interesting. Yeah. Anyway. Does anybody even know his backstory? He's nobody. I want to know of, more about why yeah, he immediately ty- went to OVA when I said that. Well, I, how many dudes do you have I met that you've dated? I didn't date OVA. Oh. Oh God! We never did. Here's that derailing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were, we were on such a great track now. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the next FBI. Topic. The FBI is the next topic. Yes. So the FBI mysteriously shuts down a New Mexico solar observatory without any explanation. <gasps> Here's why that's strange. It's yeah. been closed for a week now. They're not saying why they've closed it, and they've actually asked people to evacuate their homes in the area. Chinese satellites. So, there's <laughs> obviously every conspiracy theory under the stu- under the sun now surrounding this situation, and what the the only what's really fueling the conspiracy theories is the fact that the FBI is not saying anything. They're yeah. they're just like you, you, we will tell you, we will disclose everything, 
in, just not now in 30 years when, when we when we write when we write the complete story from beginning to end right so so what's the best conspiracy theory that you've seen about everybody's this? talking aliens and the aliens. reason everybody's talking aliens is because it's like 80 something miles south of uh roswell new mexico where mm-hmm. i you know the famous 1940s spaceship crashed apparently yeah mm-hmm. well it really happened did it yes you believe that i've seen it what Wait, i have them on video What? It's an Alex Jones joke. He brought it back full circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they probably... Do you believe probably, in aliens? Yeah, of course. Do you, Kathy? I think that it is really dumb to think that we're the only life forms in this entire universe. This is an infinite What an enormous waste of space if we are. Yeah. So do you believe that we've been uh, visited I think so. When? I think some aliens dropped by and was like, All man, fuck this. And they dropped and they kept going. Do <laughs> you think they're here now? Probably. Really? Would, yeah, why not? Do you think they are disguised to look like humans? I don't I don't discount that as a possibility. I think that if uh, you wanted to learn about a, a, about a primitive culture, if you had access to, to the stars and you wanted to see what human life was like, because... Let's be honest. It's pretty interesting down here. Like, I, I mean, uh, I hate to just keep on bringing it back, but like, if Elon Musk was saying that this was uh, that he thought that this was probably a simulation that we were in. Yeah. So, and Wait, Elon Musk, Elon he, Musk thinks we're in the Matrix. He yeah. thinks that we that he said we might be in base reality, but he thinks that base reality is something beyond this and that it's probably pretty boring because otherwise why would you create a simulation because you would want a simulation to be really interesting and he was so he was thinking like all of the times that life are boring now like how boring would base reality be if this were a simulation we should have done a joe rogan and got high before having this conversation like this is <laughs> but what else what else could the fbi be doing like what about this particular observatory chinese satellites what do you mean, Chinese? So, what, that, how what does do that mean? play into evacuating everybody from their homes? Because they might uh, hit you with the laser, like they did in the desert in the in China. All they have said is that they've gotten a legitimate threat. Have you not seen the the laser like the laser like hyphen like um, like a grids that uh, it looks like somebody carved something out with like a huge. They found this on Google Earth a while back. And it was just like a big like pattern that they carved out in the middle of China, and it wasn't there like the day before, and then it was, and no, there's no explanation for it. What? It's in the middle of the Chinese desert, like a like on the Asiatic steppe, like right uh, right underneath those mountains. You know, so I had this friend in college that uh, did a gap year in China, and she was in the she was being an English teacher like in the Chinese desert somewhere, mm-hmm. and um, before going, there were like all these stories about how. Uh, the U.S. government thought there was a nuclear plant in this area of the desert, but you couldn't see it on like the satellites. They just th- thought it was there, and there was like a lot of conspiracy around it. And she was hanging out at a bar in their small town, and th- she was talking to some guys, and, and she was like, what do you do? And, th- and they were like, oh, we work at the nuclear plant down the road. <gasps> and she was like, what? <laughs> like, she was like, what? <laughs> That's neat. <laughs> Those dudes didn't sign an NDA. In <laughs> That's amazing. But no, I mean, you... I have heard tell of stories about Russian and Chinese and American people trying to militarize satellites. 
because it would be an enormous advantage to be able to blast something from space. Mm-hmm. And if you think we're not working on that something stuff, something of that nature, then you're just naive. I'm still not making the connection why you think that that has to do with this. Because it's over the space, and they have like some kind of a you know a threat with this they have a particular point. yeah but they ha- and oh because they can see what they're okay yeah because we have satellites too and we're trying to mil- like and it's all space wars that's why we're trying to build the space force because we have to maintain space military force. military supremacy within the uh, stratosphere. So you, so okay so you're not going with the alien conspiracy theory. I don't think that aliens are gonna mess around all right so a if aliens wanted to hurt us they would and it would they would decimate the entire species in a couple of minutes and it wouldn't be hard because they've already mastered enough of science to harness enough energy to master interstellar interstellar travel and if you can do interstellar travel then you have enough energy to completely decimate a planet and harvest all its resources no problem like that shouldn't be an issue here's a thought what if to the aliens our earth is like a giant game of sims and they just keep throwing shit at us so what see what happens so yeah so oh oh that's an interesting thought so maybe this is the training ground right so maybe it is a simulation. Maybe it is all yeah. a simulation and the Scientologists are right and we're just, you know, controlled by thetans that uh, that it cause all of our, like, problems and we woes and whales. We will soon abandon our flesh bags and ascend to a higher being. <laughs> oh, flesh bags. That's what they call them. They're like, your flesh Who bags. Who calls them that? The Scientologists. They call them flesh bags? Yes. Well, is, it, is that not an accurate description of what you are? That's like the best you, description. You are a million you're and just, some odd year old feet and living in a flesh bag. Yeah, you're just, you're just a, a bag of meat. Yeah. bag of meat and bone. That's my favorite thing to call my body now. Flesh a bag, bag of meat. Ah, the old flesh bag. The old flesh bag. Uh, you got to be careful with that. We might have to throw a dollar in the no, swear jar for a flesh bag. If Scientologists can say it, then we could say it here. That's why every... Scientologists say a lot of things. No, you don't want to... They don't say no-no words. No way. Yeah. No. No, Will Smith doesn't cuss on his raps to sell records. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> hey, That's what I like. No. I want to though. Every Scientologist like office or whatever, they have an office for Ron L. Hubbard because he's abandoned his flesh Ron bag, L. but he's still he's still with us. I don't think Ron L. Hubbard was his name. What is it? L. Ron. L. Ron. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Ron L. Ron L. That's Ron L. Hubbard. <laughs> This podcast brought to you by Larceny Whiskey. Very slightly dyslexic. (laughs) Do you believe any conspiracy theories? No way Lee Harvey shot uh, JFK. I was actually, uh, that was the one where I was going to say, I don't Uh, think I believe in the official JFK story. Not a chance. And there's something weird about Building 7. You don't think he... We'll get to that next. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here we go with the freaking 9-11 stuff. Anyway, let's get back to JFK. Hey, it's your fault. You're the one that brought it up to me like a couple of years ago. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm so, scared now. The JFK thing. So you don't think even you don't think he fired a single shot? He might so have. what do you think happened? He might have been. An, I think the I think the mob got him. The mob? Yeah, I think the mob had uh, heavily infiltrated the U.S. government at that time because it was this was all pre-Donnie Brasco stuff, right? 
So you guys know the story of Donnie Brasco. I know you know the yeah. story. I don't. Donnie Brasco is the code name for the original guy that actually in, uh, infiltrated uh, Lacaga. Lacag- I can't do it. The mob, the uh, the Italian mob, the mafia. It's Lacaga Nostra. Is that? I right? don't know. It's but it's in. Uh, but he's the first guy yeah. that actually got made. He was going to be a made guy, and he had uh, all of this information from his contact who, you know, vouched for him and was going to put him before the commission. And the commission is like the head of the five families. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like the big wigs. So he learned the entire operation and structure and, like, their entire network. And from this guy, like, they started turning other wise guys. And all the wise guys started turning on all these people. And there they learned, like, which judges were owned, which, like, politicians were owned. And I think it went up to the very highest levels of government, to be honest with you. I think they had people planted everywhere, not just in politics, which you obviously can own politicians. But I think they had guys in law enforcement up up to, you know, the FBI people, the CIA. I think everybody was in on it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they, you know, even in World War II, the, the mafia was working with the U.S. government trying to patrol the uh, East Coast uh, supply lines uh, from, you know, the harbors because... We owned the docks, you know, like they they owned that territory and they patrolled it and they made sure that no Nazis got through. So I think that the mob um, aided John F. Kennedy in getting elected in the first place. And I think there was a lot of shady stuff going on in that election and every election since and before. And. Once they he got into office, he started taking a real hard line against uh, crime and organized crime in particular, and that rubbed people the wrong way, and they took him out. And yeah. that's why I think also the magic bullet theory became a thing, because that just smacks of wise guy laziness to me. It's like, yeah, this bullet got it twice. You know, don't worry about it. Like, that just seems correct You know me. what's crazy? It'll never come out, but if it ever does somehow come out that... That it that the official story was not true all along. Mm-hmm. That's gonna feed the frenzy, man. That's gonna open up the doors to every other conspiracy theory. That's at the moon landing, nine eleven, Reagan, Reagan. Yeah, like all that stuff, man. It'll all come out. That because you got to think like that. A lot of I would say a majority of Americans just assume that the government's telling them the truth. Yeah. You think so? I think so. I don't may, know may, about I that. think that's decreased over the past several years. I think like look at Congress's approval level. Yeah. It's so low, right? Like I mean the it's all the way, it's always hovering at like 11 12%. Like everybody loves their own congressman but nobody yeah, but loves people, Congress. People people say that they don't trust it, but they trust it. Well, Everybody they, trusts that what we were told for 9-11 is true. They trust the status quo is what they trust. They think that things will keep on plugging along. And I was thinking about this because September 11th always sneaks up on me every year. And then I get like morose and reflective because I'm an American. And I, you know, I was thinking about it and just really just every, I look, I looked up the, the numbers and this is what really shocked me as a kid because I was in 10th grade when this happened. I was uh, sitting in chemistry class in 10th grade and people started whispering and the the teacher like went out into the hallway for a second and he came and he was like keep working keep working and then my next class 
like I was hearing whispers in the hallway. It was bombs. Like they, they, somebody had bombed the World Trade Center. I was like, what? What's oh, they were on? saying it was bombs originally? Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the first building had fallen by the time I got into my next class. And we, I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then the second building, like the plane hit in the second building. So you looked up some videos or something? No, I, I just looked up the numbers. And, you know, the actual number of dead and missing was 2,996. Right. And it just that. It's a big number. It just, that number just kept on repeating in my head. Just Why do you think that is? Why was that number? Because that's so many people. It's hard to conceptualize. Yeah. And it's, there's been, you know, you and I had this conversation a while back where I, I you were like, nothing ever happens. It's, everything's going to keep going the way it goes. And I, I just thought about it. I was like, nothing ever happens until it does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, and then your world is shattered and you weren't prepared for it. And you have like this big gaping hole in your heart and your life where 2,996 people used to be. And what I miss about that time period was the fact for just a brief minute after the the towers fell and you know we had we had these heroes you know these firemen these police these first responders we just had this sense of national unity like never before uh you know it was we lost 2996 let us value what remains and you know and it's just i miss that because there's no cooperation anymore there's no civil discourse there's no being able to unite behind a single cause you know even something as innocuous as the national anthem creates an opportunity for protest and you know selling nike shoes and then it divides people it's like how dare he kneel down and and at the same time like well how dare you like despise his ability to kneel down and why can't we all just remember that we're here in this together and that we're lucky to have this thing called America, which enables us to survive at not, not only to survive, but to thrive at the highest level in human history. Like, why can't we all just sit and appreciate what we have and be happy that we have each other and that we have this like great level of diversity and that we might not always get along, but at least we have that differing point of view and we don't get to sit content in our echo chambers we're pushed by other people to grow and learn and be beyond ourselves be more than what we are right now i think that's such a crazy that's such a crazy point to make that there's nothing that we can really stand in unity for because like even with a natural disaster like hurricane maria like did you see trump's tweet about the death count in Puerto Rico, yeah, didn't he say like he had, he gave the completely wrong number, right? Yeah, he. They were talking about um, they talking just... about the death count of of Hurricane Maria, and he tweeted something like, "I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like we handled it really well. There were <sighs> only six or eighteen deaths. There weren't that many. People are just Whoa. like, like three thousand people die. Yeah, like thousands. He said six thousands of people, and he said six to eighteen people died. Oops. Is it just because like, we have like this? This is a natural loud disaster. mouth moron on on the podium. It makes me so mad because he's not as stupid as he's pretending to be. You think he's pretending? Uh, well, he can't be as stupid as he is and be in the position that he's at. I mean, he's the president of the United States. He got there somehow. Yeah, I mean, this this is what drives me crazy about like every Republican president, I guess, in my in my lifetime. Like, they're always made out to be morons. 
And like he's acting like he's giving a lot of reason to believe that he's actually a moron. But I'm like, how do you become that successful? How do you make that much? Like, I mean, obviously he's a marketing genius. Yeah. Like he get he knows yeah. how to brand himself. That's and, his thing. Yeah. I and I guess you know, like I asked me to do math and I can't do it. I'm an I'm an idiot at math. <laughs> but at the same time, like I have you know I can string a sentence together okay. You know, so I guess we all have our our strengths and weaknesses, but how can your weakness be this drastic and be this on display? Like, honestly, what I think it is is I don't think it's so much. Um, I think he's dumb, but I don't think it's so much stupidity as it is that he has insanely low self esteem. Like he has absolutely no self esteem. Right, and uh, and somehow that goes hand in hand with just way too much pride. Really, yeah. you think because he has low self esteem? I think people who are narcissistic have extremely low self esteem. Like they feel like ha- they have something to prove. You have something They're compensating. To prove. If you have no confidence in yourself, then you have to make up an identity. You have to put this. For this idea that you are worth something, so you go above and be like above and beyond, um, what's what's normal for like general confidence levels. And yeah. I think he's he's so worried about what people on the right think of him, what other conservatives are saying about him that he, he's he's like going extra, like you know what I mean? I do. I I think part of that is he's concerned about keeping his base intact, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I also think that. It, he thrives on the attention like he yeah. i believe that he is a megalomaniac and needs the love of the oh, people for sure. absolutely for sure and this is the wrong job for somebody who like who wants to feel that way like who's somebody that's just universally beloved uh neil degrassi titan tyson i, I, I don't like <laughs> so, that i don't like you don't, that guy. what you don't like neil all right uh, by the way your your example was way better mr rogers yeah mr rogers <laughs> way better wait why don't you like neil atheist is he yeah you don't like you atheists? don't you just don't like people no, just, just because just, they're atheists? I don't know. That's not it. It's it's more I I don't like people that promote the atheist view and present the religious view as if it's an an idiotic like view to hold and I've I've heard him veer along those lines before. Oh, he makes fun of people who believe in a religion. Uh, not make fun, but he talks down he about does, it. He does. Yes, he talks. That's the perfect way to put it. He doesn't make fun. He doesn't he isn't tr- going out of his way to be outright offensive. Like, but he does he kind of talks belittling. Down. Yes, he belittles and demeans. And, you know, I understand it cuz a lot of religious ideology is kind of silly, but you know, there are intelligent voices out there promoting religion and nobody ever addresses those. You never hear and you never hear Richard Dawkins, you know, giving a dissertation on why Dostoevsky was wrong because he's philosophically sound. You know, that that's the kind of thing that that gets on my on my nerves. Is you know, anybody can say, yeah, the world wasn't created in 7 days. That's stupid. Well, all right. Yeah. But I think maybe you need at least 8. I, <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe you're taking a a a, a, re, a religious poem <laughs> created really six thousand years ago. Like I think you're that taking it a little too late. Yeah, that one extra day will get it done. That's what did it. <laughs> I mean, would have taken like at least fourteen hours on the volcanoes. <laughs> Look, guys, just gonna need about seventeen gallons of Mountain Dew. <laughs> but you know that you know what I mean. Like it's. I like Tyson, but I'm with you. On yeah, that. you shouldn't belittle other people for their beliefs. Exactly. I mean, it's... unless they're flat earthers. Mm. Oh man, this is... <laughs> how does flat Earth keep coming up? Because it is so dumb. 
It's so bad. We have to find a flat earther. I'm assuming you don't know any. I don't. Well, I don't know if I know any. Everybody knows about it, but nobody knows any. I'm going to tag flat earth in this thing. Hopefully somebody we can get a guest. You will find... I want to find a flat earther. I want a flat earther on You better show. Skype that dude in because he, I... he does not need to know your address. <laughs> oh, fair <laughs> enough. Hey, so we have a caller. <laughs> yeah, we have a there caller. you go. <laughs> if, I, if I know any flat earthers, they've been keeping mum about it. I don't know. Because why would you say anything? Yeah. You're getting flack every which way but Sunday. Yeah, but are you really a flat earther not to talk about it? That's true. <laughs> true. true. Yeah, that's true. You know what? I actually, I have a... Uh, uh, a cousin with a boyfriend who has a brother, which is a <laughs> sounds like I'm from Spaceballs hey, or something. You? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> former roommate. Uh, but he's um, but he's a he's got a brother who's a flat earther. So maybe I can talk to that. Maybe guy. we can get there. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Skype call because I don't want this dude knowing where we hang Skype out <laughs> or knowing where I live for that matter. Yeah, I mean I don't live here. That's your problem. <laughs> You'll start getting I'm just here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we're good. Yeah, this is this is good. We're going to find a flat earther. Off the yeah. rails. All I, right. I, uh, there, I said it. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. Find us on all the social networks. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. And also check out our recipes on, Chrome Dome, on the Chrome Dome Kitchen playlist because this week we made eggplant rollatini and it was bellissimo. No. Uh, we'll the best cook. see you next Monday. Bye. So good. It's Bye. worth plagiarizing. <laughs>